0: The Pilot to Pilot podcast is brought to you by Learn the Finer Points. Use the link below to save 10% off their ground school app. The TSO certified Bose ProFlight Series 2 aviation headset pairs Bose noise cancellation with optimum comfort. It's engineered to be the lightest, most compact aviation headset for an uncompromised flying experience. Start your 60-day test flight and finance with Bose Pay at Bose.com slash ProFlight. With high-resolution coast-to-coast composite radar and cloud-to-cloud, cloud-to-ground lightning updated every 2.5 minutes along with always-available weather products like METARs, Echo Tops, and StormTracks, XM lets you fly confidently knowing that your weather information is available at 500 feet or at your destination 500 miles ahead. Check out AOPA.org forward slash XM to get a two-month free trial to try these products out for yourself. AV Nation, what is going on and welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I am your host. Today's episode is an ask me anything episode. I was waiting for some passengers one day and was bored out of my mind before we started heading up to the frozen tundra of Fargo, North Dakota, where it was negative 20. Yes, like actual temperature, negative 20 uh it was a rough tour but anyways ask me anything if you don't follow me on instagram follow pilot to pilot so you have the opportunity to ask a question and get answered on this podcast but let's go ahead and dig in today but before we do i want to give a huge shout out to first form you've heard me talk about it before I literally, they saved my life. Uh, We have been working so much. If you saw on Instagram, you saw me 14 hour duty days, multiple of them and these protein bars and the hydration sticks have been getting me through pretty much the whole entire week. So go ahead and check them out. I'll leave a link below and you can go and check those out. But now let's dig in to the ask me anything section. What's the best FBO amenity? I would have to say some kind, just a decent chair to sit in. Like something that you look at that doesn't scream, I'm going to give you bedbugs or I haven't been cleaned in 30 years or I was made in the 1800s. If you just have a nice chair to sit in with, don't even really need a TV because I can entertain myself on my phone. But if you just have a decent chair that's not going to give me bed bugs or break or force me to look like an idiot to climb out of, we are all good. So, that uh, if you have free water, that's also an added plus. Uh, the coffee is probably going to be bad anyway. So, I just need some hot water for my pilot's coffee and then we're good to go. Best in fight snack. This is all from Kenna. Kenny, you asked some good questions. <laughs> Best in fight snack. That's going to be the first form protein bar. Uh, like I said earlier, I linked them in the description. Check them out. They are. Delicious. Dream personal airplane. That's a great question. It changes constantly, mainly because it can't afford any of them. So I just constantly am thinking of uh, practical planes that I would love to fly, but it, it goes between a 182, which seems to be very consistent to a Stinson. I think a Stinson would be a really cool plane, but sometimes I'm turned off by the fabric uh, or a Franklin engine, and uh, it just seems like it might not be worth all the the work, but I think a Stinson would be really, really cool. Think about it like a cool fabric red Stinson with up-to-date Garmin avionics. I just think that would be awesome. This one is from, <laughs> I won't say his name, but I guess you figured it out when I asked this question. What is flying with Big Urn coming on the podcast? We have to do it. I know I talked to you earlier, and we just never followed through. My life's been a whirlwind. You just upgraded a captain at Southwest, so congratulations there, but we'll have to make it work. I would love to find out how you have a Cirrus because that would be so sick. Do I fly a tailwheel? I have never flown a tailwheel in my life. Uh, I would love to start flying them. As I said, I would love to have a Stinson, so one day. Your son is so cute. Post him. Well, can't read. Your son is so cute. Post most stories of him. Uh, I think I post pretty much predominantly Emmett content, but I will continue to do more. (laughs) Let me know if you want some more because it is very easy to post of him. Would you ever fly into BJC? Yeah, we usually fly to Centennial more often, but BJC is very, very possible for us to be there. More Day in the Life and Famous People You Have Flown. Uh, I can't talk about the actual people I have flown, but I am more than willing to do a Day in the Life if you would like me to do some more Day in the Life podcast. I think those are cool and those are fun. Uh, just let me know what specifically you'd like to know about my day other than the people that I fly uh, or who I fly for, and I'll answer. Have you ever done a podcast on how to prepare for a first-time jet type ride? We've done a couple. I've done a podcast of the DPE. So check that out with Stuart Corey. He's also recording some podcasts for me as well. And I've also recorded some with Chris Palmer. We've done kind of step-by-step like I'm a private pilot. Now what? Now they might not be specific to a private jet type ride, but you can learn a lot of information from there. And then through my story and bits and pieces, you've heard me talk about my jet type rating and kind of that. But I haven't had a specific podcast for that. Maybe I should do that in the future. Fractional pilot, does that mean you own part of the plane? I do not own part of the plane. It means that I fly people that own part of the plane. Do I have much time in a Cirrus? I have flown approximately maybe 45 minutes in a Cirrus of me actually flying. Uh, I've been in a Cirrus twice in my life, so no, I have not. Uh, Cirrus, which uh, ironically will most likely be the next episode, hook me up. Let me get some Cirrus time in. Can I come on the podcast and talk 135 seaplane stuff? Yes, absolutely. Uh, That would be amazing. Is the fractional you work for hiring new pilots with restricted ATPs or is it still competitive hours? I believe you have to have 1,500 hours. So I don't think that's restricted ATP. I think you actually have to have your written done and be ready for an ATP, but you have to have 1,500 hours. I don't think you can apply it 1,000 or 1,250 or 700. You have to have an actual 1,500 hours. What's the most effective study technique for passing IFR written. Shepherd Air, 100%. Don't do anything else other than Shepherd Air. Do you still spend time in books or ground setting? Uh, I don't want to say I necessarily am reading books. Uh, There's kind of that common mantra where it's like a good pilot's always learning. And yes, that's true, but we're not necessarily reading the same books that I'd be reading if I was doing my. my private pilot check ride or studying for IFR check ride. We are going to be looking at books that are more specific to our company and then more specific to the type of flying that we're doing. So maybe read up on our, our AOM, which is an operating manual for our company, like an airplane operating manual or our um, FOM or, or more specific to the latitude. So yes, we're still up to date with those and reading those. We go to training every single year. So we're doing AQP style training which is very much like an airline would do. Sometimes airlines are nine months, but we are every single year. Uh, but we do a lot of studying when that, when that time comes around and periodically throughout the, throughout the year we'll be studying as well. Uh, one thing I also do is I'm teamed up with the Finer Points and we, or I, go over the Ground School app because it's one of the coolest apps that I've ever seen for, for that. And it's one of the coolest apps that I've seen for, for information like that and being able to study. And uh, it just presents the information in such a great way. Uh, I love the Ground School app, and even though I'm not a private pilot, if I was ever to go fly a 172, you know, I might brush up a little bit on what's going on. Uh, let's see what we got. Aerobatics, no. I hate roller coasters, and the idea of going upside down in an airplane makes me want to cry. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it, not going to make myself sound manlier than I actually am. Absolutely not. If you put me in a plane, put me upside down, we're getting on the ground, and I'm going to fight you, <laughs> like actually fight you. So uh don't have any plans to do that. Uh, when people ask what airline you fly for, how do you explain your fractional to them? Um it's I mainly to say corporate, I kind of don't even go into fractional because honestly, if it's not aviation related or if it's not an aviation person that I'm talking to, it's not worth the kind of confusion to, to put them through that process of trying to figure out how it all works out. But if I had to explain fractionals, it's just as simple as saying we sell fractions of the jet. Um, someone buys a quarter. Quarter jet and quarter of the jet, and we spread it out, and they get a certain amount of hours, and we fly them wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go, and we don't fly them anymore when their hours run out. So that's, I guess, the easiest way to go ahead and say that. Uh, any advice to get through ground school and not give up even when it gets hard? You just have to understand that stupider people have gotten through this and you can do this. I promise. Uh, I have flown with some interesting people and I don't really <laughs> mean that. every. A lot of pilots are very intelligent, very smart, but there are a few people that are like, how did you make it through this? Uh, you can do this. I know it seems like it's tough and I know it seems like you can't get through this. Or you might even fail a check ride, failed a uh, prep. You might have failed a test. It's okay. You're going to get through this. You're going to make it through and you're going to be an airline pilot, corporate pilot, fractional pilot, whatever you want to do. Uh, It's going to get hard and it's designed to be hard because it's it's designed to push you and really take you outside your comfort zone to see the best possible pilot you can be. And this struggle right now or this process is only going to help you the farther you become a pilot or the further down the road you become a pilot. So keep studying, keep going. Uh, Use Instagram as, as some kind of motivation to get that that kind of dream job or dream wall of what you want and just go for it attack it i promise you it's worth it let's take a break from today's podcast to hear from our sponsors raa did you know there are three action steps you can take to protect yourself in a volatile market volatility in the market can make the best investor a little nervous and take actions that they know they normally wouldn't It can be stressful and you may be thinking, shouldn't I be doing something though? Well, the answer is yes. The first and maybe the most important action you can take is to resist the urge to make decisions based on recent market movements alone. This is tough, but will pay off in the long run. Next, if you're feeling stressed in this market, it may be time to review your risk tolerance and your ability to take a loss in downturns. We all like to think we can take the risk up until the point where we actually see fluctuations in our portfolio. And lastly, get a second opinion on where you stand financially so you can take a longer term view of the market in your financial plan. Not sure where to start? RAA can help. Founded by Pilots for Pilots and with four decades of financial planning and investment management experience, RAA is intimately familiar with unique benefits, risks, and career timelines that Pilots face. Whether you're early in your career as a pilot or you spent years flying the line, RAA is here to help navigate your financial journey from takeoff to touchdown. For more pilot-specific planning tips, go to raa.com slash pilot the pilot That's pilot, T-O, pilot. And now back to today's episode. Oh, man. Pros and cons of fractional flying versus regionals, pay, schedule, work-life balance. Um, I don't know if there's too much of a difference currently. We are getting worked very, very hard right now. Um, I'm guessing pay right now, honestly, is better at the regionals with the contracts that have come out. I don't know much about a regional schedule. I know they cannot touch our seven days off with the type of vacations that we can have, work-life balance. It's kind of up in the air of how you personally want it to be. Do you want to be able to bid your trips? Um, Do you want to fly a regional jet and fly in the Northeast all day? Uh, Fractional offers the opportunity to fly different places. Yeah, you might be stuck in the Northeast, but there's also the chance you could fly to Bermuda, you could fly to California, Alaska, Mexico. So there's a lot that you can do. Uh, I've seen a lot of happy regional pilots. I've seen a lot of mad regional pilots. I've seen a lot of um, happy fractional pilots. I've seen a lot of mad fractional pilots. So you kind of have to look in the mirror and see what you want to do. Uh, one thing I'd, I'd want you to understand is that you should view a fractional as your end goal if you want to come here. Don't come to a fractional per se to jump to a major. If you want to go to major, uh, that's always gonna be back in the back of your mind. You you should go into the airline system as soon as you can and make that happen if you want to come to fractional you should come with the hope that this will be your last job and that you'll stay here forever because it's a great place to have a career a few months out from graduating from our 141 best advice to time build honestly fly as much as you can and get your hours as fast as you can there is a huge hiring boom that's going on right now and you don't know how long it's going to last and you need to get a seniority number. No matter where you go, you need that seniority number because the sooner you get, the sooner you upgrade, and the more people you have under you in case there is a furlough or in case something else happens. So I, you need to have fun. You need to find a good balance between building hours and hanging out with friends and going crazy, but you really need to fly as much as you can and try to get on with an airline as fast as you can uh definitely make sure you're not get flying any shady operations or shady equipment make sure you're doing it legally but um definitely try to get your time as fast as you possibly can now that's just me that's my advice uh, some people might say enjoy it which you can still enjoy your life and enjoy flying and just work a ton to get it done um does your company allow you and your family to fly empty legs for leisure travel? We do. We actually get uh, essentially kind of standbyish travel. It's very hard to kind of figure out where it's going to happen and when it's going to happen, uh, but you have the opportunity. I have heard people flying on empty legs and Gulf Streams and globals across the Atlantic and going to Europe, so that opportunity is there, and that's all free on a private jet. Christina and I have used it once. Uh, we are one for two on it working out, um, so... We had to get kind of creative to make it work out. But it is definitely there. And it's an opportunity that if you live in a, a huge base, like when we lived in Chicago, there's a lot of options. Or if you live in uh, Columbus, albeit because that's where my company is based, or New York especially, D.C., like a big area like that, then you have a good opportunity to take planes there. It's just you never know if you're actually going to make it to that destination. So you have to be very careful, but it is a perk for sure. I'm going to take- you. I'm about to take my first type reading check ride. Any tips? Trust the process. If they have signed you off, you are ready for this check ride. Usually, the day before is going to be the hardest, and not necessarily the hardest, but you're going to get thrown everything at you that you're going to see in that check ride. So if you can do it then, you can do in your check ride. What made you want to go to Ohio State? Was it to play QB, or was it more than football? It was 100% football. Um, I don't know if I've actually said this before, but my top school was Tennessee, Philip Fulmore was getting fired and David Cutcliffe was leaving and he eventually went to Duke, but uh, I really wanted to go to Tennessee and I'm very thankful I didn't go to Tennessee because they've been terrible at football outside of this year. So if you're a Tennessee fan, calm down, but they have been terrible at football for the last 10 years. So I was very happy with my decision uh, flying. I didn't even know I wanted to fly for a couple of years into Ohio state. So um, if I would have gone to another school and flying was not an option, I probably would have never been a pilot. So I'm very happy that flying was available at Ohio state. The longest time you've been away from home to a flying job. That was Aerial Survey. I'd have to ask Christina, but I think I was gone for 21 days uh, flying a Cessna 310 with uh, John Bachmeyer. hope he's listening to this. The most annoying kid in the world. No, I'm kidding. He's, he was awesome. A lot of fun to fly with. But uh, 21 days in crappy hotels. It was awful, but you got to do what you got to do to build your time. Shout out Midwest Aerial Photography. How to get a job in the corporate sector, mainly for international students. I would assume it's the same for international as it is for anyone up coming up in the states. Uh, corporate is a lot about who you know. So if you're hanging out at airports, or if you know someone that has an in anywhere, or uh, you, you just apply and you kind of work your way up in that sector. So say you want say if you don't know anyone, what I would do is I would apply maybe Cape Air or I would apply at Plain Sense. Uh, and then the people you meet and the people you fly with move on to other places and then you stay in touch with them and they recommend you for those jobs. So if you know someone that knows a corporate person, then by all means use that as you can. But if you can't, sometimes you got to go up the system and use recommendations that way. Has 91K given you a better at home life versus your peers who went 121 low cost carrier legacy? In my opinion. Uh depends on the day you ask me. I would say that it's very hard to beat a seven and seven schedule having seven days off in a row and knowing my schedule for a whole year is amazing now there are a lot of airline pilots I talk to and this might be this might not be the norm, but they have the opportunity to build their schedule however they want. Now they can make everything they ever want and they can fly when they absolutely have nothing going on. So they can build it for themselves. For me, I don't have that opportunity. If uh, something is, if I have a family event that's on my seven days on, I have to get really creative and sometimes I might not be able to make it, but we do have the ability to plan everything in our seven days off if that's possible. How do you pack for a seven-day tour? Uh, I bring a ton of workout clothes, and I end up not working out as much as I should, (laughs) so I probably don't even bring that much. Uh, Maybe I'll do a couple stories on how I pack, but I usually bring way too much clothes, and I only wear uh, the same thing, or we never even end up going out to dinner or anything. I just go straight to sleep. Do you have any checkride failures, and have you seen them negatively impact pilot's abilities to acquire jobs? I failed my instrument checkride. Uh, I took it way too soon. I was not prepared for it. I was just trying to rush, rush, rush. I wish my CFI would have told me not to, and I think that he thought I was rushing as well, but we were both, I could kind of hide what I didn't know, if that makes sense. I was really good at kind of getting through it and making it seem like I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't ready. Uh, I failed that. It has not hindered me in any way whatsoever. It's a good talking point. If anyone asks about it, uh, you just tell the truth. You just say that you you try to take it too early and then you really could, and you say what you learned from it. And then uh, you kind of move on from there. You just really kind of treat it as a humbling experience. I thought my world was over. I thought I was never going to get a job. And I really was upset for a while. But uh, everything happens for a reason. And I think it was a good thing that it happened. And I learned a lot from that experience. coolest part of being a dad is just seeing him grow, smile, uh, do all the things that kids do, and just watching him kind of work things out. Uh, it's really cool. And also, hugs are pretty awesome too. So there, there's a lot of cool stuff about being a dad. Uh, I recommend, recommend it if you can. It's pretty cool. Uh, can you be my mentor? Um, I cannot, but I highly recommend professional pilots of tomorrow. They are a great service that is free. Um, Google professional pilots of tomorrow or Instagram professional pilots of tomorrow and they will hook you up with a free mentor and it'll be the best thing you've ever done. I'm getting sick all the time on the road, how to stay healthy. This is a very good question because life on the road for me has been really tough. Uh, it's been really hard for me to motivi- motivate, motivate myself to go work out. Um, you have to prioritize your, your daily, like your bo- what your body needs. So you need to get sleep. You absolutely have to prioritize sleep. Uh, And then food, you have to make sure you're nourishing yourself and you're getting the right food, whether that's eating protein bars and and making sure you're not eating fries all the time, which I can do as well. I need to listen to my own advice there, but really staying on top of your sleep, trying to work out when you can, even if it's just a walk, just go for a walk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You need to get moving because all we do is sit down. All we do is really sit down and eat. And when we get bored, we eat. Maybe that's just me, but it's just one of those things. So watching what you eat. Working out, if you can, even if it's just like I said, as little as walking, and then um, making sure you get your sleep because that's the most important thing, and that's how you're gonna pretty much stay alive in this job. Uh, four fighter Garmin pilot. Garmin Pilot. I love everything about Garmin Pilot. I I don't know if it's just the fact that it's really easy for me to use since I have the G5000, but I encourage everyone to give Garmin Pilot a shot. It is one of my favorite pieces of technology that you can use in an aircraft, and I think that you'd be surprised by using it. Uh, Give it a fair chance. It's great equipment, and I highly recommend it. All right, one more. It says, do you have your apps in at majors, or are you content where you are? It's a million-dollar question. Uh I am currently happy where I am. Yes, I want to stay here. I want to make it work. I'm very um very much in the point in my career where I, this is where I want to be. Now that being said, if the money and quality of life eventually isn't able to be made where I am as it is at an airline, then maybe I need to go. But having seven days off to hang out with Emmett all the time is amazing. And the seven days off my mom comes for a week and then I'm home and then my mother-in-law comes for a week to watch him and then I get to be home. So having that ability to have that childcare is unbelievable. And I don't know if I could do that at an airline. Um, but yeah, I really want it to work where I am and and I'm very hopeful that it will. Um, but like I said, sometimes money and sometimes quality of life, if it's better somewhere else, it's not important to, to chase everything though. You know, like just because right now, and I talked to someone at my job right now, if he's listening, he knows who he is. I always complain to him and he tells me to shut up. <laughs> but, uh, I, we, he always mentions that like, you can't just chase money. You can't just chase quality of life. Cause it changes so much. Like if you look in the last 20 years, uh, every airline has been on top at one point or another, and they're always chasing each other. So sometimes it's worth it to stick it out and ride the waves, you know, ride the tops, ride the bottoms, ride the tops, ride the bottoms, uh, and then eventually you're going to have a pretty good career. If you're constantly chasing something, you're not always going to be happy. So it's really important to figure out what is most important to you, what's most important to your family. And if a certain job works better, say if you like Spirit Airlines, yes, I know they're merging with JetBlue. But if you like Spirit Airlines because you can drop every single trip and be where you want, then stay at Spirit Airlines. You don't need to go to America. You can be happy at Spirit and still make a great career. That's what I would recommend. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm going through right now as well. But that's about it. Uh, Let me know if you have any other questions. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at pilot2pilot. And let me know. Make sure to follow, check out First Form, and shout out to all my sponsors. I appreciate you guys. Uh, That's pretty much how this podcast is going. Shout out to Kevin. He's a new, fresh, sovereign pilot. He's flying his corporate dream job. So thank you guys so much. I hope you're having a great day. And as always, happy flying.